0: On episode 59 of DevTalk, I speak to Lou van der about WordPress and working during the pandemic. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothar, but today's guest is Lou van der Lou is a senior consultant from South Africa working for Nova XP and my first guest from Africa. I'm very happy to have her on the show. Hello, Lou.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm quite feel quite honored that I'm your first African guest.
0: Yeah, we, we had the first South American last week, uh, and the first uh, first African now. Uh, so, um, thank you for responding to my to my call. I, I just want to get get uh, uh, a broader uh, picture of the of the people. Uh, working in, in technology. And I know there's a lot going on in, in all parts of, of Africa, uh, development-wise. So uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm thrilled that you answered. Thank you.
1: <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure. Um, this is my first time on a podcast. So again, <clears throat> incredibly honored just to be here.
0: Yeah. So what is it you're, you're working on right now?
1: So I work for one of the big media houses in South Africa, and I am a department of one as their WordPress developers, their senior WordPress person. Ah. But my background is actually Microsoft SharePoint. Um, I am an MCP, and I'm aiming to complete and become a full MCP with all the SharePoint certifications. But with WordPress taking over the global landscape like it is, it's definitely not a bad place to be at the moment.
0: Yeah. uh, So MCP, for those who don't know, or could you explain what it Uh, is? I I believe the meaning has also changed over time.
1: It has changed. So um, we used to always focus on the MVPs, which is the Microsoft Valued Professional. But when Mm -hmm. people, when you write an exam, just one single exam and you pass, you become a Microsoft Certified Professional. And so once you've got that one exam under your belt, you can then go right through all the exams. And I think, and I'm af- I'm afraid, I don't know, but once you've finished a complete track, you become an advanced certified professional. So mm-hmm. Microsoft has developed these different um, uh, different pathways across their entire development landscape that you can now be certified in and you can actually specialize. So yeah, okay. you know, just like AWS has their certified professionals with their cloud developers, Microsoft has the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I did a lot of those certifications like 10 years back, uh, .NET 3.5, .NET 4. Oh, the good old uh, days.
1: <laughs> the yes. nice thing, the, the great thing is that um, you, used to be a, you used to have your exam um, point with you for life, and then Microsoft did change it with technology constantly changing. They mm-hmm. decided to um, create their rewrite system. So after three years, your point will fall away, or you do almost like a top-up exam, Okay. And then you can keep your point and continue d- down the lane. But what it does ensure is that if you state that you are a Microsoft certified professional, that you are up to date with technology as it stands today. And I think that's hugely important. We we no longer have the big degrees where once you've got it, that's it. You know, you're yeah. done. Yeah.
0: Have you seen customers or employers looking for that specifically?
1: Very much so, because um, the Microsoft partner program, in order to become a silver partner, gold, platinum, you've got to have MCP points, which means Mm -hmm. the staff that are part of that company need to be up to date with technology, and that's how they judge you. And those points then get accumulated and actually up your score quite significantly. So especially in South Africa, you will see, you know, um, you'll have requirements and then nice-to-haves, and then a lot of companies will say, you know, a Microsoft or the start of the Microsoft Azure infrastructure track. Mm -hmm. So they do definitely look for it. And the nice thing is you can, once you've bounced companies like myself, I'm starting a new company. My point will now be assigned to the new company. So it ups their partner levels.
0: Okay. Yeah. But uh, WordPress is probably not one of those areas that Microsoft uh, has uh, certifications on. Right? Um,
1: no, no, I don't <laughs> think anyone really has WordPress certifications. Trust me, I've looked. Um, but what <laughs> uh, what Microsoft did do is that they aren't disregarding the great open source um, you know website platform of, of the age. It is uh, especially on Azure, you can spin up a WordPress environment within you know thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. So. As usual, Microsoft has stepped up to the plate and going, you know, we aren't the only ones. Let's incorporate everyone. And they have a huge inclusion thing happening at the moment, which is just, well, it has been happening for quite a while. That is was absolutely phenomenal because it doesn't mean where you came from. It doesn't matter where you came from. It's about where you are now, and they will help mm-hmm. you. And um, The tools are there, which for me... You know, being a Microsoft angle and probably being one of the their greatest mascots since I was about 16 years old, so we're talking a good 24, 25 years ago. It's uh, for me, it's fantastic because the company that I love has continually upped their game to work with what's happening in in the economic environment, especially with the pandemic at the moment.
0: Okay. Uh, well, but WordPress on Azure is that like a, just a virtual machine it's or virtual a virtual machine template? Okay, oh,
1: it's a, it's a VM template that works out particularly well. It's always updated, which is always quite nice, um, and is surprisingly cheap um, for for the open source uh, templates that they do uh, do provide. Just incredibly stable. All of the sites that I I currently work on are either Azure or AWS. There's no in-house hosting because of the the absolute power that the different cloud services do provide.
0: Yeah, well, I actually run this this podcast and uh, my blog on WordPress also, and I it's just a a web space that I had already uh, um I already had, and then I just uh, took the WordPress package and then I, I, I guess I, you, you just copy the files there. Then you uh, yeah. add a MySQL database and then you just add, enter your your SQL credentials there and and that's that's all you had to do. It was actually pretty simple to set up. Yeah,
1: WordPress prides themselves on something called the one-click setup. Mm-hmm. And what it, it literally is that you click install, you fill in your site name, your admins details, you click create and, and your site just automatically gets created. The MySQL database gets prepped and you get the fantastic hello world page, which is the uh, a vanilla install of WordPress. Mm-hmm. But what I have, I always believed that WordPress was just a blog, a blog platform. It was easy. It was simple to use. If my father could use it, anyone in this world can use it. And when I started deep diving into what I do now, um, I am seeing I am seeing things I've never thought possible before. the mm-hmm. The ability to custom code your own things into WordPress is insanely good, and the plugins available are just exponentially huge. WooCommerce, I think, is the one that everyone is most familiar with. WooCommerce okay. started because a blogger wanted to sell T-shirts, and so he created you know, WooCommerce, and that. Uh, I might be ad-libbing here, so I do apologize. If someone can correct me, that would be wonderful. Every fantastic thing that happens on WordPress is, is built from someone needing something. And because yeah. of the elax- oh, elasticity of the platform, you can do whatever you like. It even plugs into Power BI and Power Apps from a Microsoft point of view because it has this incredible REST API that literally, if you point it in the right direction, you can achieve amazing results. hmm
0: so underneath it's just PHP code, right? And then you, you can you, you have these templates that you can adjust and, and you you can sub template and, and you can actually write PHP code yourself, right?
1: Correct. So how I work with all of all of my environments is I create a Docker environment of the site that I want to now build and create, which means I have access directly to the code which you mm-hmm. can actually even do via the dashboard on WordPress. We just do not suggest it because hackers are a thing and hackers yeah. love WordPress. So I spend yeah. a lot of my breaking time on a local Docker environment. I will code the plugins that I need, or if I take somebody else's plugin and I change it to what I need,
0: mm-hmm. I can
1: do, I, it's full control. There is no hidden code there. I think the only compiled code really is um, when you start playing with SAS, and a few of the more the the deeper uh, methodologies. I'm going to call them methodologies for lack of a better word. So you can you can literally tailor WordPress to do and look like anything you want it to if you have the know-how. And if you don't have the know-how, well, hell, there's a plugin for it. I, I feel that uh, WordPress is the iPhone, the you know, the Apple of of the ages, where you know Steve Jobs always used to say, "There's an app for that." Well, yeah. in WordPress, there's a plugin no matter what your problem. Um, For me, one of my favorite is uh, locking holding screens, maintenance screens. Having to code a plugin would have taken me about three to four days, but Mm -hmm. there's a plugin that's already created, beautifully handled and maintained by somebody else. So it's... Yeah, you, know, you pay. You do have to pay for for like the top edge uh, plugins, say like Elementor or Gravity Forms or Divi. Mm-hmm. But the smaller things you don't have to, and a lot of the time you never have to go to the free, ver- uh, the paid for version. You can work quite happily with free. Yeah, and yeah. security wise, good old Wordfence. Uh, I suggested on every single one of any site that is on WordPress should have Word Wordfence installed. It's free. The free tier is insane. The paid for. The paid for version is like you're working with NASA. It's that good.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I've I haven't heard of this. So so what it, was it? What is it that this achieves? Is it a, a plugin or?
1: It's a plugin called WordFence. What it is, it's an extra layer of a firewall that gets added onto WordPress. That'll have a look at um, failed login attempts. So mm-hmm. you have a bot that'll go admin admin one two three and then just start spinning through um, its. It's hacker's dictionary. Yeah, What WordFence does is it looks at this, goes, you have tried 10 times, you have failed, so we're gonna block you for two hours. Okay. Most bots, of course, see that they're blocked and they move on to the next site, which is why the block is only there for a short time. Yeah. And, and they also uh, provide a huge amount of um, data around what are your users doing? How are they logging in? Where are they logging in from? It stops uh, DOS attacks which Mm -hmm. um, to be perfectly honest with you, I still don't know how it does it, I just know it does and it does it well. And it allows you a lot of uh, security freedom so you can tailor your site to be very specific. So on my personal blog, the only account that can log in is myself. Any other attempt gets automatically blocked. Okay. So you've got that kind of power and this is only on the free version. I've never seen the paid for version in full action but I've read about it and it saves, it saves sites. It's the only way to describe it. Mm-hmm. But, I, uh, I, actually, yeah.
0: some of those plugins I, I, I have worked with um, that you mentioned because, um, well, the, m- my sister also uh, has me help a little bit with her, her site. And she's a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to <laughs> what her site looks like. And um, so, so there's, uh, I know more about uh, CSS because of this now. <laughs> um, there's always something to tweak and something that's not just quite right. And, and uh, um, well, my blog is basically a default template without any modifications at all. And hers is just finely tuned and, and everything exactly how she wants it. So that's a lot of fun.
1: It is, um, and yes, in order to to tailor make those sites, a, a knowledge of HTML and CSS is needed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and I would even include a knowledge of of, of JavaScript. But okay. for the for, for the non developer, it is a no code solution. Mm-hmm. It's easy, it's cheap, and there are so many, as I said, so many free options available to you that you can pretty much create the site of your dreams without blinking too hard.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned uh, the, uh, the PHP knowledge might be needed too, or, um, or?
1: Not not for the, not for, I would say, even medium level users. Like, yeah. uh, if you have front end knowledge, you will fly particularly well with WordPress. For the, to create a plugin or to create a, a, a custom theme that from scratch, you will need a, a very, you know, a decent, very solid uh, knowledge of PHP and MySQL. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it's very seldom needed. Um, Even me, with my current position, I control over 65 sites. There are only four or five of those sites that have custom code on them. I've been been able to, I try and keep everything as no code as possible, because it means less problems, especially with, with WordPress. But every now and then, say like a competition plugin or a voting plugin is required. I need to tailor something to my liking. I will grab with permission from another developer, I'll grab his plugin, I'll mold it to what I need it, and then I'll send it back to him so he at least can benefit from that work, mm-hmm. as well as the site benefits as well. But it's, yeah. you know, for, for, for startup users, it's definitely not a requirement.
0: Okay. Um, and you mentioned before um, the the current situation with the uh, the Corona crisis all over the world and how things have changed. Uh, I was wondering if we or, or I could I could get your take on on what has changed and and um, how that has affected what you work on, maybe.
1: So I'm incredibly lucky. I've spent the past decade working remotely. So when mm-hmm. <clears throat> South Africa announced that we were going into a lockdown. A lot of people struggled with it. Um, you've got people who are living at home alone. Yeah. And, and, and there, was, there was a lot of fear. And, and I mean, there still is, don't get me wrong, still a lot of fear. But where I felt that the, the technology companies assisted so much with making sure that people stayed in touch, we look at Microsoft, they gave uh, MS Teams for free for six months to allow companies to get used to working remotely without having to take on that extra cost. That saved, in my honest opinion, that saved half of half of South Africa was that free version of Teams because we had children able to talk to their parents or, mm-hmm. or you know, uh, if their parents lived in separate houses, their teachers, their friends, without having to worry about buying something more with finance, financial stuff being absolutely screwed at the moment. Everyone yeah. was so scared to spend money. So even... Um, AWS kind of, you know, found, found ways to help wherever they could. And for me, that watching that made me realize that we are in an age of, of, oh, I want to say intuition, but it's the wrong word, but this innovative space where people are making things happen because there's no other way. Mm -hmm. So especially uh, I know zoom, zoom was very underrated back in the day. We're talking maybe two years ago, Everyone looked at Zoom and went, oh God, what a waste of time. Just another video. It's another video a piece of software. Ugh. And now it's now a serious investment. Mm-hmm. And so I'm fine. The I'm watching how companies are now treating their employees. People are starting to take a lot more self-care of them, you know, better care of themselves, better care of their companies. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Um, the company that I currently work with now is amazing. Um, I've never seen uh, the level of ap- you know, empathy before that I have now, and as sad as it is to say, I love it. I hate the fact that it had to happen, but I love yeah. the fact that everyone's pulling up their sleeves and going, "Let's make this happen. Let's
0: make this work." Okay, you you mean like employer looking out for their employees or or
1: tech companies? It, actually, all companies. We can even expand it to the to the food industry. To um, so it's tech, food. Uh, teaching, mm-hmm. education, um, all of this has been possible because three companies made a choice to help people instead of chasing profits. Okay, and for me, that was that was Microsoft, that was Google, and I'm including Google and Amazon because I they're open source in my head, so that's why I always group them. I know it's incorrect, and um, and Zoom. So the amount of positive change that their decisions had such an impact on. Is now very visible mm-hmm. we don't you know uh, it's, it's a terrible thing to say but the suicide rate came down when people were able to talk on zoom on their phones without being interrupted on I think two years ago there was a 15 minute um, uh, cutoff if you were on your phone with zoom and yeah. now there's not it's okay. not longer so 40 minutes yeah yeah I think 45 if I remember correctly okay and and teams now on phones on all phones. Um, I mean, <laughs> Teams works better on an iPhone than it does on an Android. <laughs> so, watching how comp- yeah the the change in the landscape has happened, it's not going to go away. But the rise to the occasion that I saw from the tech community, I I'm so proud to be able to say that I'm part of that community. Yeah, and we, and we see it on the Twitters and and on Facebook and all of those. But these this was this was game changing stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And it seemed like it was like just in time. Everything was ready. The technology was there to um, to 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 help people. I mean, like for our company, um, we just talked about this with with a, a colleague a few episodes back. Uh, it was like like weeks before we uh, we got everything set up. So re- working remotely was uh, no pain at all. You could work without VPN anymore. Now we're at this point where it's possible to do this. and like 10 years ago, I may, I mean maybe it would have pushed innovation quickly too back then, but but it just seemed like the, the time was was just right for this to not uh, have such an impact on a lot of a lot of types of jobs that that really don't require a physical presence.
1: It had to, a lot of employers had to change their minds. It wasn't about bums and seats anymore. It was about um, productivity. Something, Mm -hmm. um, if I look at the client that I'm full-time with at the moment, they made the decision two weeks before our lockdown that they wanted everyone to be safe. Mm -hmm. They sent everyone home. We could take whatever we needed from the office to make our home office better. Yeah. And that came into play. And I watched that and it's a company of 2000 people. So it wasn't a small, it wasn't a small thing to just one day say, guys, we're going home. You know, I'll see you. Yeah. I'll see you online tomorrow. And that the mentality shift has been incredible to watch. And I know a lot of us have been begging for it. I know I'm a lot more productive at home for obvious reasons. My desk is a mess. I don't have to worry about playing nice with anyone. I don't want to play nice with at you know, mm-hmm. eight o'clock in the morning, but the productivity got was raised by forty two percent at their last um, when they last gave us stats because people are working when they want to, they're still getting the job done, and because there's no uh, peripheral noise happening, they were able to work better. Yeah, and most of us geeks, hey, listen, we'd be happy in a basement with no windows. Let's be honest. So for this, this was this was amazing for us. And mm. again, I'm so sorry it had to happen. But I'm not sorry of the results that has happened from a lifestyle point of view and, and a professional lifestyle point of view. Uh, and yeah. I just yeah. with that, everyone, please stay safe. We like you way too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it, it was interesting uh, that well, a, a lot of jobs, I mean with my current employer, it was always normal to like work from home one day a week and nobody was in any way suspicious that you spent the, the day on the sofa instead Uh, but i know a lot of other companies uh, or, or friends that 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 i know personally uh their employers are so suspicious that uh basically it they believe you're being paid for uh for time away from your family that's that's what you're paid for and not for the work you do it it was really good to see that that those that companies that were then forced to to have their people work remotely suddenly saw that, Hey, this, this is actually working. And and I was, Mm. yeah.
1: And that's on the people. I mean, it could have gone, it could have gone both ways. Um, I, for one, there are days when I just can't, you know, there's that, there's that lovely meme that just goes, Oh, not today. And you have those moments, but knowing that you don't have to get in your car with that emotion Take mm. it to the office. You can stay at home. And I will admit to lying on the couch for two hours, um, contemplating life and watching cartoons when I'm not up to it. But because yep. that, of that lack of pressure, my life has become so much better because mm-hmm. I can now, the, the control and the onus is on us or on me as a person to get the job done. And if the job is done, then all is well. And so it's, it's I'm so glad that everyone rose to that and didn't prove their employers right. Yeah, and I think that was that's very important to acknowledge.
0: Well, I, for our company, I think I'm seeing uh, generally it's it's working really well from the from the work side, uh, but I am uh, noticing that the the like being being one as a company is is not not at the same level. So I, they're like. Uh, uh, I, I see on LinkedIn. Oh, uh, somebody just left our company. I didn't even realize. Although that's somebody I was working closely together with, and he's in, in the office, I, I would have known. There would have been like a, a farewell celebration, and I, I just didn't even realize. And I didn't even know which project he was on the last months. And and it, uh, there there is something missing on this oh, this yes. personal level. Yeah.
1: Yes. Oh no. Um. I. I feel it wholeheartedly. There's also so much added. So if we look at parents, you said to yourself, you, you have a, a family. I'm very yeah. lucky. I have the cats, and they don't require too much of my attention. But if I, if well, I look at my <laughs> – well. depends <laughs> depending on the cat. You, my cats are special, um, very special. Um, but if I look at my sisters, who now had to all of a sudden become experts in math, geography, history, and and the homeschooling, and you've still got to, and then you've got, uh, say, married couples who are not used to dealing with each other, twenty four hours a day, twenty four seven. The difficulties are there. I, I think from a from a, if we remove just the work out of it, the the loneliness is very real. The feeling out of touch is very real. Um, we have meetings at the beginning of every day, which is stand up, and then at the end of the day, we have an unpack session um, or a huddle. And mm-hmm. that helps to at least keep the the contact with your employees. But sometimes, if I if I if I listen to to uh, the people that I am friends with, sometimes they want to have less contact with their partners because they're literally on the verge of killing them <laughs> because of all of this. And um, yeah, in my, my, I'm very lucky. My, both my parents are teachers, so my poor niece got shipped off to my mother because my sister just wasn't coping. So there mm-hmm. is that. Um, and that for me is probably the scariest part of this pandemic is this loneliness and this, uh, I want to say it's a very jagged, jagged graph where you look at people without children coping very well, people without, mm-hmm. you know, sorry, without children coping very well with children, not coping at all. So it's, a. Yeah. we, we, me as a, as a, as a childless person doesn't understand the, the sheer volume of effort and control and, Oh, uh, love that needs to go into a, a family home during this time
0: <laughs> well right for this recording i have a three and a half hour time window every other day uh where where i'm actually home alone right now and it wasn't like that the the two months before there was always recording at uh, 10 p.m because then the kids are in bed and <laughs> it's just just not possible here
1: yeah Yes. No, I, the the change. I mean, the change of schedules and the change of focus. Um, I, as I said, you know, kudos to every single parent out there for doing what you're doing, because I know for a fact that if I had a child, they'd be failing badly, very badly. That they're, they're, they're like ace computer sciences, but everything else would be shocking. Yeah, huge kudos to parents.
0: Yeah, but you know the the uh, in, intra company. Thing, I, it's just something you have to you have to try to make an make an effort. You have to have those regular uh, teams calls without any agenda, just just to talk to talk to people and and just keep connected. I mean, I mean the the just what you pick up from people in the lunch breaks uh, at work that that it, it's just you just can't re- be replaced with anything virtual. I think.
1: Yeah, no, I agree completely. We used to call it coffee coding. Mm-hmm. Was that if so if you had a problem at the office, you would, you know, see who wasn't overly you know busy at the time, or if someone had just finished a task, you say, Come, I just I need I need I need focus. And they mm-hmm. would go into the kitchen area and our kitchen area had a lovely table and you would sit there and you would bounce these problems off of people and it you're right, it doesn't have the same thing because you can't virtually tag someone going, I need to unpack this because then it's focused mm-hmm. and it's it's it it's not this casual release of ideas. It's a focused, you know, let's solve a problem, not let's talk about it. So I agree with that completely. Um, And I miss my, my office mates incredibly. You know, simple things like um, having your headphones on at the office was always a sign that you were busy. Mm
0: -hmm. Now,
1: um, if I look at my housemate and I, if his headphones are on, I assume that he's in a meeting where half the time he's just trying to block out, you know, me talking during my meeting. Mm -hmm. So, in the office been able to and also friendships like it, it you were saying uh, your colleague has left and you don't you weren't aware at all yeah. so little things like uh, birthday you know, something stupid it's just happened to me recently birthday cake you mm-hmm. know on your birthday and I'm 40 years old and I'm still like a six year old when it comes to birthdays I want everyone to share with with me in my birthday and I couldn't do that this time this year so it really yeah. sucked. and yeah. <laughs> it's It it the the finer points of being a professional. I think there's a there was a blog blog written a couple of months ago, and it was that I'm a professional because the people I work with make me better. Mm -hmm. Now I have to go out there and find what I need. You know what is interesting. It doesn't get brought to me in casual conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So we we are losing a lot. We're losing a lot, but not as much as we could. And I think there there has to be a has to be a, a a. a, vi- a visualization on the pros and the cons of what's mm-hmm. happening at the moment, even though none of us, none of us had a choice in this matter. This wasn't a decision made by a CEO in a boardroom who doesn't have a clue. This is everyone in this huge globe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll looking forward, we'll have to see how it goes from here on. I mean uh, the, I think the overall perception of remote work has changed and um, the, maybe the the perception of how how you can collaborate or um i'm 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 really um curious to see what what it will be like after nobody's at at the point when nobody's worried about being infected from anyone anymore yeah i don't know when that point is is going to be
1: (laughs) i i hope it's soon i hope it's soon
0: (laughs) yeah I, I mean, the, yeah, we have promising news, uh, although everything seems sluggish with vaccination and everything. But um, I, I I, mean, just you're at the point where it is completely, there is no good reason or medical reason to stay at home anymore. And uh, I I would like to see how many or what our policies will be at, at the company. Yeah. Uh, and-, and also how people... Uh, and pick up on those maybe new new freedoms. How how many people will just still be in the office five days a week? Or how many people will say, okay, no, it's, this doesn't for, one, work for what reason ever? And it really doesn't matter what the reason is. Uh, I would prefer to stay home two days a week, three days a week, or uh, full-time.
1: Yeah. That's actually the policy. When I started with uh, my client, uh, what, three years ago, that was mm-hmm. the policy. It was three days in the office, two days off. Okay. So already, uh, again, I, I work. my client is incredibly progressive with their thinking. So I think I am in, you know, in an incredible environment at the moment. But um, what I am seeing now with the policies that are changing, it's it's becoming deadline-based, becoming KPA-based. Um, yeah. You know, did, did you do your sprint correctly or to the best of your ability? Could you have done better? So all of a sudden, it's not about how many hours you've spent. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to see that change continually go through, where it becomes productivity based, not time yeah. time based.
0: <laughs> well, there, there, there's, a, there's a that's a two sided sword. It's like if your estimations were always completely off, but the employer was still happy because you were there forty hours a week. Yeah. There's, there's and, and in the future if the if the estimators are still off and then your employer just expects you to to work more because you didn't meet your performance uh they didn't know how long you worked then uh, i uh, g- I guess that could be interesting.
1: I think both sides have to rise to the occasion. I really yeah, do think that yeah. um i I know I know of so many developers who literally work their forty hours allocated time that's it, nothing extra. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, but then you have the other developers who will clock twenty hours of actual time one week and then clock eighty hours the next week because they got that fire in them and that works. So the Mm. I think the biggest problem is that people are going to have to start boxing people and we all hate boxes. So like you are a, you know, steady, steady developer or you are a non steady developer, but you're you've got high results. And so we're going to start seeing those boxes coming to play and I'm scared for the people who are time-based. I am. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's going to be a huge step up for them. But mm. judging from what I've seen and just watching on all the social platform medias with my friends and, and my family, I don't think anyone's not rising to the occasion. I think yep. everyone's accepted that we're in this. We're in this for another two to three years or whatever the case may be. So let's just let's get it right now and then life will be, life will be better. And I think life has become better. I mean, I got to register for my vaccine um, a couple of weeks ago, which Uh if you're in South Africa, you'll understand how exciting registering online is. Um, We are very paper-based in our our Uh government, very paper-based. So that for me was exciting. So I'm watching governments change. Maybe Mm -hmm. not so much as we'd like them to, but hey, you know, we take our wins where we can get them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we we will see, and um, I think we should keep in touch and and have this chat again in maybe in year's two years and, and just look back <laughs> at, at how much of what what we thought has actually uh, come true, or or has, how much has changed from what what we thought would would happen.
1: You've actually um, sparked off quite an interesting idea on my side. I think that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> um and and maybe even grab a couple of the of the other geeks to join us because I know that uh my opinions are very different from some of the others, but it would love it would be great to have a forum
0: mm-hmm. okay. that we
1: could actually discuss, but we could also use Microsoft mesh oh. uh, augmented reality is now taking its its time it's the time for augmented reality, and I'm so excited yeah so hopefully. In a year's time, we will be talking in a, in a MESH conference room, which will be quite fun.
0: With with headsets and everything? With headsets
1: yeah. and, and coffee. Always got to have a coffee. But thank okay. you so much for having me. This has been an absolutely wonderful morning. It's morning for me.
0: It is here too, yeah. <laughs> Almost the same time zone. Oh, um, yeah. Thank you so much for, for being my guest uh, oh. and, and sharing your insights. It's very interesting. Well, thank
1: you so much for having me. well have a beautiful day everyone and yes and we will be chatting soon
0: thank you this has been another episode of dev talk and we'll see each other again in two weeks bye bye